Well, just a, a tiny recap. The first week we talked about how God loves us. You know God loves you. And we got to get a revelation that God just doesn't have love, that God is love. Amen? And he loves you with an everlasting love. And we got to get that revelation. And how did God demonstrate his love to us? Through his son Jesus. Amen? And so Jesus is God's expression of his love to us. And amen. And I think about that. Love is, is you know, from God's point of view, it's giving and forgiving. Amen? God gave Jesus. He gave his only begotten son. Amen? He gave Jesus. Jesus gave his life, paid a price so that we can be forgiven, glory to God, so that we can have a relationship with him. Isn't that awesome? So love is, somebody say, love is giving and forgiving. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that we're, we're talking about relationships this, this month. And, uh, you know, there's going to be times where we're going to be hurt in relationships and we're going to have to learn to forgive. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that a lot of times we're, we, 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 we don't want to, you know, walk the way the world walks. As Christians, we want to walk the way God walks. And in Romans 12 and 2, it's, it says this. This is a New Living Translation. It says here, don't copy the behavior or the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So, uh, again, we don't want to copy the behaviors of the world. The world will cut you off in a heartbeat. I'm going to say the world is fickle. And, you know, they were saying, you know, they loved Jesus one day. They loved Jesus and they were worshiping him and saying Hosanna to Jesus one day. And the next day they were saying crucify him. So the world is fickle, but I'm glad we don't have fickle love. Amen. I'm glad that our love is constant and we need to stay constant in our love. So, you know, we talked about about love, uh, about God's love for us the first week, the second week which was last week, we talked about commitment. And, uh, you know, we have to learn to stay committed. And it's easy to be committed in a relationship when things are easy. You don't have to talk about commitment when things are easy. But when things are hard, that's when you have to stand on commitment. When things aren't going well, that's when you're going to have to, I like to say, suck it up. That sometimes you just got to suck it up. Sometimes you just have to endure. You know, the Bible says if we endure till the end, we'll have eternal life. And, you know, this, this race that we're in, it's not, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And there's going to be a process in our walk with God where things aren't going right, when, when it, we're going to be tested in, in our commitment level. Has anybody ever been tested out here in their relationships? No. Don't you, some of you might raise both hands. I mean, we, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We, we are tested all the time. And, you know, uh, and when things aren't going well, um, that's the time where the enemy wants to get us down and depressed. Amen. You know, you know, just because you haven't seen the promise yet in your life doesn't mean that God's not working on it. You know, just because you haven't seen all your prayers answered, I'm going to say continue to stay with it. You know, I, I'm going to say just don't give up. You know, if you're going to be committed in a relationship, you know, it, it's, it's like, you know, a marriage relationship. 
the, it, when you give your vows, it's death to your part. Amen? In other words, you, you, you stick in it through thick and thin. You continue to stay in the fight. You don't grow weary in well-doing, the Bible says. Don't grow weary. If you faint not, if you don't lose your hold, you will reap the blessing. Do you believe that? And so we don't want, we're not those that, that let go. We're those, that, we're fighters. How many fighters do we have in here? I'm a fighter. I just don't give up that easy. I don't, I don't give up at all. I'm, I'm always pressing in and pushing through. Uh, you know, I, I had a, a credit card. Well, I missed a payment on a credit card. Anybody ever done that? And uh, matter of fact, I set it up to have an automatic to come out of my credit cards because I don't like sending them out. And I don't like trying to remember anything, so I, I set it up, and I and I set it up early. But they had a 30-day wait period, so it had to be the following month. I didn't know that, so I thought it was coming out my next payment. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so, you know, I, I'm a fighter. Somebody say I'm a. Some look at your name and say, be a fighter. And uh, you know, I I always call these companies. And I ask them for grace. I say, listen, you know, I'm never late on my payments. Uh, you know, can you give me some grace? And, 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 and the guy said, well, you're a new account and we can't do nothing for you. And I said, well, can I talk to a supervisor? See, I'm, fi I'm fighting it. I'm, 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 I, you know, it was $25, but $25, you know, it's, I, I don't like fees. It's not that I can't afford the $25. I don't want to pay the fee. And, uh, and so... And so I just kept pressing on. They said, well, I can't, we, they said, we can't get a hold of a supervisor. We'll, we'll have a supervisor call you back. And I hung up. And then I waited about maybe 30 minutes. I called back and got, got a hold of somebody else. And I started giving them my problem again. And, but I prayed and asked God for grace and favor. And this guy, and I, and I said, I know I set it up. And this guy was much more nicer. He, I had much more favor. He said, you know what we'll do, Mr. Lambert? We'll go ahead and just take that charge off. Do you know what I'm saying? What, what did I do? I pressed through. I, 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 I just didn't give up at the first sign of opposition. And some of us, we just give up. We just throw in the towel. We just say, oh, it's, oh man, it's just way too hard. No, listen, if you're going to win in this life, if you're going to win, you're going to have to press through some obstacles. I, you know, the Lord gave me this scripture. He says, when you've done all, stand and keep standing until you see the victory. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We have to keep standing until we see the Daniel in 21 day fast. You know, he, he kept fasting until the angel showed up and the angel said, I came for your words, Daniel. And I'm going to say this, that listen, I'm talking about today, the, the third part of it is communication and the power of our words. And I'm telling you that our words are powerful. And we need to be speaking the right words out of our mouth. So I'm going to talk to you about communication today and how our, how our, our words can bring us over or cause us to go under. Amen? And so there's four levels of communication I didn't come up with this. All the experts came up with this. I just got the information here. And uh, in communication, and, uh, and, and the first uh, level of communication is, is called surface communication. This is, this is just cliches 
on just saying, how are you? And somebody say, I'm fine. You're not really wanting to engage in a person to find out about their life. Amen? You know what I'm talking about. And so th these are, that's a surface communication. Uh, sometimes I'll send a text and, uh, and, and, and say something or say something positive and somebody will send me a thumbs up. That's a surface communication. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And then there's general information. And a lot of times in our relationships and, and husbands and wives, you're just passing general information to each other. I, I'm going to go work out after, uh, after work. You, you just give general information. But, you know, you know, that's good in a relationship. But, we need, you know, we need more than just general information. We need more than just cliches. We need to go deeper in our relationships. Can I get an amen in here? And see, we want to go deeper in our relationships with God. We just don't want to. We want to have a, a, a deep relationship with God. And, and, and the next level of communication, it's called deep feelings. This is a, a need of being transparent in our relationships uh, where we can reveal our feelings to one another. Amen? Sometimes, you, a lot of times when we're dating... Um, before we get married, we, we, we start getting a, a you know, revelation that we like that person. And pretty soon we go into that next level of telling that person that we love that person. Somebody say deep feelings here. And uh, men hate to say that they love. I'm going to say a woman seems to be uh, quicker in saying that. Why? I think ladies are made for relationships. Oh, it's quiet in here. It's quiet in this Methodist. Women love relationships. I don't understand it. My wife loves these romance movies. She loves the Hallmark thing. I'm saying, you're watching another Hallmark? They're so corny. You know, I look at them. But, but these ladies, they love it. They love the, and, and it's always, you know, the guy that, you know, either trying to get hooked up with the lady or the lady maybe trying to get hooked up with the guy. And then finally, you know, they, they, they become friends, but you don't know which one. And ladies, you know what I'm talking about here. And, uh, but I don't watch these kind of movies. My wife loves them. Amen. And then, and then the, 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 next, the next level of uh, communication is, um, is, deep, is uh, deep needs. So, so we got deep feelings and then we got deep needs. And, and this is where, you know, you, you reveal your deepest need to, to your spouse. And you let them know what you really need in the relationship. And uh, I really think uh, the deepest need for a woman is for her to be loved. Can I get an amen here? And I, I believe one of the deepest needs for, for husbands is that um, for them to be respected. Husbands, uh, men want to be honored. Men want to be respected. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I got this out of the Bible. <laughs> amen. In, in Ephesians 5.25 33. It's interesting to me that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote a lot uh, of letters and he, he, he was writing to husbands and he, he, he tells the husbands to, to love their wives. You know, you think that's a no-brainer. I mean, you're married, so it's a no-brainer for the husband to love the wife, right? But why, do, why does he say, husbands, love your wives? <laughs> because husbands can love their sports. Hello, Husbands can love their job. Amen. We're, we're, we are designed to work, right? Men are designed to work. And men can be more tied up in their work. Can, can, are you listening to what I'm talking about? 
and, and, and then the relationship may not be as strong. So in Ephesians 5, 25 through 33, it says, husbands love your wives. And it's never written in the scriptures where wives love your husbands. There's no exhortation about wives loving. Why? Because, because, because ladies are designed for relationship. And, and when God created Adam and Eve, Eve was, was designed to be a helpmate for Adam, amen, to, to go come alongside of him and be a blessing to, to Adam, amen. And so it says here, and of course, you know, men, their first job is to work, amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so if you are looking for, just as a side note, if you're a single lady and you're looking for a man, make sure he has a job. Make sure he's working. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Make sure he's, hallelujah. Amen. Don't be supporting him. Amen. And um, husbands, love your wives. And then he says, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word, that he might present to her, uh, himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that she should be holy without blemish. So, so he says to the husbands, you ought to love your spouse as Christ loved the church. And how did Jesus love the church? He gave his life for the church. And so we're supposed to, we're supposed to give our lives to our spouse. Amen? And then he, then he goes and he exhorts again. He says, husbands ought to love their own wives. Now he goes again. And he says, as, as their own bodies. So we're, we're supposed, husbands are supposed to love their wives as Christ loves the church. Now husbands, again, love your wife as your own body. Now, he, he's kind of pressing the point again. He, and then he says here, he who loves his wife loves himself. So if you're, if you're a husband today and you're not loving your wife, you're not really loving yourself. She's an extension of, of who you are. Amen. And it says, for no one ever hates his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body and his flesh of his bones. For this reason, man shall leave his father and mother and join his wife, and, sh and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the Lord. Nevertheless, he exhorts again, let each one of you particularly so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. And I'm going to say this, uh, men, you're going to get the respect if you give the love. And some of you say, well, first she must respect me, then I give love. No, no, you got to give love and then the, the, the reciprocation will come. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so we need to learn to walk in love uh, towards people, towards our spouse. Amen. So, so let me just give you like four burial, barriers of communication, um, four things that will hinder or destroy the unity in a relationship. The number one barrier that will destroy the unity in a relationship is when, when we withdraw uh, from uh, the relationship. How do we do that? We, we withdraw by when, when we get hurt, we get defensive walls come up, and what we do is we stop communicating. Have you ever gotten hurt in a relationship and you stop communicating to the person that you're in a relationship with? In other words, you, you've, you've seen that, just talk to the hand. You heard that? Or I'm not going to speak to you anymore. In other words, it's, it's called 
the silent treatment. Anybody ever been in a relationship and you gave the silent treatment? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And what it is, we're hurt, and so our walls are up, and we give a silent treatment. And, you know, I, I like what, what one person said was that when a man is quiet in a relationship, he's thinking. But when a woman is quiet in a relationship, she's mad. Ah, uh, can I get an amen or an oh me? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Why? Because ladies are designed to communicate. We are, you know, ladies are designed to have conversation. Ladies, that's what they're, they're made for. They, they're, they're made to, 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 to have communication and fellowship and relationship. We're all, but, you know, men can be stuck to the TV and be watching sports all day without communicating. Amen? And so we got to get a revelation of that. And so Proverbs 18.1 says this way, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire, and he rages against all wise judgment. Listen, we're not going to be able to bring any kind of unity in a relationship if we're cutting ourselves off from the relationship. In other words, we need, I know there's going to be times where you're going to have to have some grace and some space. You know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you might need, if you're upset, and you're dealing with an issue in the relationship, sometimes you might just need to back off and have some grace. I, I totally understand that, you know, before you, before you charge in, amen? And so sometimes you need that. The number two thing that happens that goes down the level of a barrier to communication is escalation. This is where we move into emotional, heated communication. Have you ever, um, something happened, and have you ever just lost control and yelled at, at somebody that you were in relationship with? No, not this group. Amen. Amen. So you, in other words, yell or get stern words. Amen. In other words, we, we get exasperated. Sometimes, every once in a while, I'll do that. Maybe, maybe my, my wife may call my name, and she may have been calling my name like, like all day long. And I'm, I'm like, I'm doing something, and I, I end up just getting frustrated. And I say, What? Has anybody ever been there? Has anybody, I, I like, oh man, I didn't respond right. What? What do you want? Has anybody been there? Men, especially if you're watching TV. What is it? I'm focused. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Men are one-track individuals. They're, they're, they're on one thing and they don't like to be, you know, women tend to be multitask people. They, they can operate and do a lot of different things. And women are so special. Amen. God was able to, to, to do something special when he created woman. Amen. So sometimes we will get in that. And Proverbs 15, 18 says, A hot-tempered person starts fights, and a cool-tempered person stops them. So we need, we need to be very careful that we're not allowing. You know, I, I like what one person says. Listen, before you get upset, you might want to count ten. And some of us might want to count to a thousand. Are you listening? A ten may not be long enough for some of you. I was in a men's group yesterday, and we, we had a, a men's breakfast, and I was talking to one of the guys, and they, and they got upset with one of their uh, supervisors, and they said it took them three days to cool down. Three days. That, you know, you know, listen, that's way too long. Amen. In other words, yeah, because you don't need to lose. Your, don't allow anybody to make you lose your peace. 
They, they, nobody should have the right to make you lose your peace, glory to God. I'm telling you that, that, that your peace uh, you know, belongs to you. And don't allow anybody to take that peace away from you. Amen? And then the third uh, barrier to communication is when we start belittling. Uh, we start making snide or mean comments towards a person uh, uh, to hurt them. And we do that out, out of hurt, amen? And, and what we do is we can even do it in a joking type way. You know what I'm talking about? We can joke around and make a snide comment and it hurts people. And we need to be, be very careful. The Bible talks about not, not you, know, you know, don't be jesting and don't be, you know, giving coarse uh, communication. Don't do those things. And, and so we need to be very careful that we're not belittling our partner. Don't, don't, don't be saying that they're stupid or dumb. Be, why? So, you know, if you're saying that, well, then, they, they, then it's going to reflect on you because they're with you. In other words, if they're stupid, they're... Okay, we will, we'll continue. Okay, we'll continue. So, so, so I like what it says in James 5, 9. Do not complain against one another, uh, believers, so that you will not be judged. Uh, for, look, the judge is standing at the door. So James is, is the book of wisdom, and James is the half-brother of Jesus, and he's saying do not complain against one another. So we're not, we're not supposed to be complaining, amen? We're, we're, not, we're not called to, 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 uh, to look at everybody's faults. We're not called to focus on people's faults. No, no, the, the Bible is a self-examination book, and it's really designed to show up any faults in us. In other words, hopefully that when we're reading the Bible, there might be areas in the Word of God that we're not lining up to, and hopefully as we read or as we're in church that the word of God will go forth and will help you know, put us on that right track. In other words, the message is going forth today and it's not just for your partner. It could be for you. Amen. Can I get an amen or oh me? And so listen, I'm going to say this. You can't make your candle brighter by putting out somebody else's candle. And then the fourth thing is if we continue on that road of a burial, barriers towards our communication relationships, it will go into false beliefs. We start believing things about a person that's not really true. Hello. And what the enemy will try to do is get us to start thinking that things aren't really true like they're out to get you. Or are you hearing what I'm saying today? And you start getting a, you know, you start thinking, oh, that they don't really love you anymore. Or uh, you start getting, a, you know, you need to be very careful. You know, that's what happened to Eve when she, when she was deceived by the serpent. You know, the serpent came to Eve and said, did God say that you may not eat of any fruit of the tree? So, 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 so uh, the serpent, which we know was the enemy, was Satan, uh, was, was questioning her. She said, did God say you cannot eat? And she said, no, God did not say that we could not. He said we could eat. You know, she, he was trying to put a negative. Did God say you could not do something? That you could not eat of all the trees of the garden? He was trying to plant something in her head that God was holding something back from her. Did God say that you could not? No, no, God said I could, but except for that tree. See, God's holding something back from you. 
And then, then, of course, he lies and said, well, if you eat from the tree, you will not die, but you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And so, see, God didn't want us as mankind know, you know, having an understanding of good and evil. In other words, God wanted Adam and Eve to walk with them in a revelation of who God is. And God is love. You know, there's going to be a place in e eternity when we're going to be with God and there's going to be no evil. And I'm going to say, and that's the way God wants, you know, there was a place in eons of times before Lucifer fell that there was no evil. Think about that. Everything was perfect. Everything was perfect in heaven. Every, everything was good. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And that's what God wants in our relationships. He doesn't want evil. He wants our relationships to be good. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, uh, so we're, I'm going to focus on, on words this morning. And words are the most powerful things in the universe. I like what it says in Proverbs 18.21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue... And those who love it will eat its fruit. And it's interesting the way it's written in Proverbs. And I've I said this before, but it's actually, you know, a lot of, a lot of ministers quote it, life and death are in the power of tongue. But, but it's actually written, death and life. Are, why? I think it's easy to be more negative than to be positive. I think it's more easy to see what's not happening than what is happening. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I think it's easy to speak the negative instead of the positive. And we, you know, there, yes, there might be a cloud out there, but, but always focus on the silver lining in the cloud. There might be a problem, but there is a promise of God's word that will trump the problem in our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 so we need to get a revelation of that, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, we will eat the fruit of our words. And I want to eat good and not bad. Amen? I, I like what it says in Genesis. It says here in Genesis 1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we're going to read 1 through 3. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. It's interesting to me when you read the account of Genesis, that, that in the account of Genesis, uh, it says that God said and he created. God said and he created. In other words, God creates everything by his spoken word. He says it, and he creates uh, a light, and light was. And what was interesting, that he creates everything good. God creates everything good. But, but he came to the earth, and it says it was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. Think about that. And, and when I think about that, some scholars believe that, that between you know, Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2... Uh, that God originally created the earth good, but there was something that happened, which I believe was the fall of Satan. And he, when he fell, he came down on this earth and he caused the earth to be darkened. Amen. And then God recreated it. I got a revelation on this one time when I was reading it. God was revealing to us, you know, we're made from the earth. 
And he was revealing to us that a man without God is like the earth that God came to uh, without form and void and darkness. And a man without God is, is, is in a chaotic state. And we're formless and dark until the Holy Spirit of God starts hovering over us until somebody ministers the word of faith and, and, and life and we receive Jesus and we come out of a chaotic state into a place where we're with God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, light is coming into our lives. Hopefully as you're coming out on Sunday mornings, more light is coming into your lives. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.